Welcome to Sort My Money podcast, where you'll learn tried and tested techniques that are unsurpassed in Australia to help you take control of your money and give you financial peace of mind. Want to learn how to create successful money habits and budget planning to finally get your finances on track and turbocharge your financial future? Let's find out how with financial coach David Rankin. Welcome to episode 10 in your A to Z budget planning series, where we'll be covering in this episode the letters S and T of successful money habits so you can finally get your finances on track and turbocharge your financial journey. David, what does letter S stand for? S and Marie stands for systemization. I'll explain. If you bought a car back in the 1950s, say, and it started to leak oil a few months later, you would probably get under the bonnet or under the car and spend your time fixing it up. These days, in the 2020s, if you drive even a no-brand car out of the showroom, you expect perfection. If it misses a beat, you're right back to the dealer, aren't you? Yes. A modern car, it's not there to be fixed. It's there to take you places. And that's really what I want to impress on anybody who's listening. Your finances can be just as reliable. You might have got used to that 1950s caliber financial engine that's <laughs> not firing on all cylinders. Don't get used to it. It's time to upgrade. It, it, the key to making your financial engine ultra dependable and to freeing up your time is to systemize your money. So I'm wondering, what does financial systemization look like? Can you share? Sure. Actually, it involves doing over time less work than more work. It's funny because it involves spending less time rather than more time on your finances. People think I'm a money man, therefore you should be spending all the time in the world. But no, spend less time more than more. Make them efficient. So financial systemization involves, for example, automating as many of your payments as possible so that things run like clockwork. Yeah. Once you decide what allowances to pay yourself, for day-to-day discretionary set spending, uh, incidentals, and so on. And, th- and if these terms are not familiar to you, please have a listen to the preceding episodes of this podcast and you'll get that. Once you've decided what you're going to pay yourself, you can set up recurring payments of these amounts into the dedicated accounts that I've suggested. Oh, yeah. If there are also payments such as rent, mobile phones, which are the same amount each time, but which you make manually because you want to retain control, why not set up recurring EFT, that's electronic funds transfer or BPAY payments for these instead? It saves you time while allowing you to remain in charge. Quite often I find, Anne-Marie, when I'm dealing with people with their finances, that people default to manual payments, you know, of the same amounts every month, Day after day, they've got manual payments to make simply because they don't feel confident that they'll have the money in the account. Mm. Once you get to the stage, which, you know, I'm explaining episode by episode of uh, ensuring that your cash flow is there, maximizing your cash flow. Once you get to that stage of feeling confident about your 
finances, you can start to let go. And, and by letting go, I mean, you can start to automate this stuff. And once you do, you start to become the supervisor of your finances rather than the, the worker bee, if you like. You yeah. start to be the person who's just supervising the day to day. And uh, it's the secret is to let go of some of this stuff, even though it's hard one by one, let go. If you have a streaming service, uh, find out, you know, how much you pay each month. You might not know that already if you have Netflix, for example, and which which date each month. Be aware of that. For all, by all means, diarize it. But you know, automate it. Uh, it's not a matter of forgetting it. You can check your diary every month. You can say, yep, I know Netflix is going through. It's the 20th of the month. And you can check on your account mm. that it's gone through, but you don't need to spend the time making these payments. Yeah. Uh, and, and I just feel as you're sharing that, that the energy will change around that. It's not as heavy. It's not as, you know, like it feels like uh, a time drain, if you will. It's far more empowered and you get to the system and absolutely if people have not yet listened to the previous episode please go back and and listen uh to each each really builds different layers gives different insights to, to support you and each helping to become far more empowered when it comes around our finances and you'd get to a stage that yeah as you said systems really work and you don't need to be monitoring like a hook which can often feel really heavy and and uh time consuming yes and as I've said in previous episodes, again, I can't emphasize too much, but have these payments come out of a single account. I espouse using the account for your, the same account for your wage as for your direct debits. Yes. It gives you a clear, singular overview of your finances and, and it creates the possibility to have like a dashboard overview of the whole of your finances and for your daily internet banking check-in. And I really would emphasize that once these payments are automated, it's not about forgetting them. It's about supervising them. Yes. It's about checking in every day, just a couple of minutes, checking your diary, seeing what's due today. Yep, that's all automated. Tick, 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 close down the internet banking, get on with your day. Yeah, far more empowered than the the alternative, which is, as we said, is far more disempowering. But now you're back in control and you've got these, you know, beautiful streamlined systems to really support you. Love that. Now I'm wondering, what does T stand for, David? T stands for travel. Um, so travel is a big deal, isn't it? I, I read recently that Australians traditionally spend $40 billion oh, wow. on over, overseas travel a year, every year. So, but, you know, we've got same state, we've got interstate, we've got overseas. Mm. Um, there's a plethora of, of choices with travel, but it is a big part of our economy ongoing. Um, there's obviously been disruptions to that, but it is what we do. We are a we are on the other side of the world and, you know, we travel places, don't we? And we spend money on that and we enjoy it. So it's really important to manage that. It's really important to be conscious of it and to fit it into our system. It's all part of that overall control of our spending. Yes, brilliant. So what are some tips? What are some things? I'm sure you've got some to share with us. How can we become far more empowered when it comes to travel? I really am. I hate to be against things, but don't borrow money uh, for travel. And again, go yes. back to D about delayed gratification. So I'm all, all about delayed gratification 
regarding travel rather than instant gratification. So if you're an instant gratifier, life is about short-term gain and long-term pain. If you're a delayed gratifier, life is the opposite. It's about short-term pain, but long-term gain. And really, travel is, is a big separator of people's habits. So save up for that next trip. Uh, use that um, savings goal to transform you, if necessary, into a delayed gratifier, into a saver. Really having that goal and that that want to travel somewhere can be such a big incentive to set to change your habits. And um, it's it's as good a reason as any to start saving. Mm. So if you're going to be flying somewhere, that's probably the first cost of your trip that you're you're planning. So I'd encourage you to um, break the cost of the trip down. I'd encourage you to look at flights. And which is probably the first thing you're going to be paying for. I'd encourage you to look at accommodation and possibly car hire as well. Uh, and the date that that will need to be paid for. Then I'd encourage you to look at the likely date of the trip and the spending money you're going to need on the trip. That's the third tranche of the trip. You're going to have flights, then you're going to be booking accommodation. You're going to be uh, needing extra spending money. And strangely enough, and again, counterintuitive as, as many of the tips I give are, um, go too high rather than too low on all of these figures. They're probably going to cost you more than you think. So factor in higher amounts, especially on the spending. And the longer you're gone, the further you're traveling, the higher it will be. And also, if you're going to, let's be really honest, if you're flying to Europe, it's going to be a big trip. You're going to be gone for a while. And let's be really honest, you're going to buy clothes. If you're like most people, you're going to buy clothes when you're over there. That's fine. But factor that in, factor yes. all of these costs in so that you're not caught off guard. Mm, brilliant. I love the way that you're sharing these because, again, it's coming from that whole behavior and the you know the habits that we're creating of being far more empowered. So you've got control over that. You can make these informed decisions and then you don't end up at the end of that thinking again, oh, you know, look at all of this. We haven't accounted for that. So that's so important. Are there any other insights and tips you want to share around this? I think just this mindfulness about all the different components of travel expenses. Uh, what I'm trying to do here is avoid the holiday hangover, mm. avoid the cost to pay when you come back. Because you know what? You don't need to pay a cost. You don't need to look at your um, transactions afterwards and say, how the heck? Yes. Because if you can get hold of these costs at the beginning... If you can be conscious, make the hard choices, say, wow, that seems like a lot of money for spending. It's so much better to have that thought before you go while you're in control than to have the same thought when you come back. And at that point in time, you have lost control. So really take the hard decisions, be real, do the planning and enjoy the trip and enjoy coming back as well.
Yeah, so important. And I love the way that it's just reinforced everything that you've been saying throughout this series, have more mindfulness around this. And as we start to do this, being becoming more mindful, we can make far more empowered decisions and actions. And at the end of, in this instance, you're talking about travel, we can come back and just, yeah, as you said, we, we there's no travel shock. There's no um, what the heck, because there was unexpected things that we haven't accounted for. For. Now, if someone would like to reach out and have a chat because they've loved what you've shared today and would love to know more, what is the best way for them to connect and reach out to you, David? The best way to connect is to go to my company's website, sortmymoney.com.au, or to give us a call on 1300 983861. And either way, it will lead to a conversation with myself. Fantastic. Thanks, David. Thanks, Anne-Marie. You've been listening to Sort My Money podcast. Want to create successful money habits so you can finally get your finances on track and turbocharge your financial future? Go ahead and book a Sort My Money consultation by going to www.sortmymoney.com.au or call us on 1300 98 3861. That's 1300 983861